And now, clap. That was pretty synced. See, see. Once once you do it for a while, <clears throat> you get it. You get the rhythm. It was it's like also easier with three we people. All knew what was gonna happen. <laughs> we all trust each other. Catch me! Oh no! No! <laughs> she went the wrong way. We trusted way. each other too much. <laughs> Hello, friends. My name is Occam, and you are listening to Tales to Inspire. race to secure a war ending super weapon has begun while each country has their own departments and organizations looking into the weaponization of the newly discovered nuclear energy each country also has numerous counterintelligence operations trying to frustrate the efforts of their enemies as war rises to a fever pitch rumor has it that the nazis are very near completing such a weapon in a facility deep in the alps As we open up this issue of Tales to Inspire, we see a little yellow box in the corner that says Tunisia, July 1943. And we see inside a tent, we see three figures uh, crowded around a table, dimly lit room. There are some uh, lanterns, I guess it would be gaslit lanterns, uh, kerosene lamps, I guess we should call them. Uh, let me describe these lamps mm-hmm. some more. Uh, they're red. Uh, they, they have put like off little some light. bulb. <laughs> they have light mm-hmm. coming out of them. Uh, they're real nice. Uh, the artist spent a lot of time drawing these lamps. Uh, for some weird reason, they're very highly detailed. It really goes with the farmhouse decor that we've got in the it tent does. right now. <laughs> yep, yep, yep. You have all these farm tools hanging from the ceiling. Uh, you're having a meeting in a Cracker Barrel. Um, anyways. There's Rubik's Cubes <laughs> and those little peg games everywhere. Yep, yep. And it's just nobody can get the last peg. Um, but nobody. anyways. Nobody. Uh, these, these three figures... Dr. Fusion, Geiger Gwynn, and Henry Hives Richter, uh, your government liaison. And you are crowding around uh, kind of a battle map of the continent of Europe. And uh, Richter, or Hives, as we will colloquially call him, uh, is pointing to the Alps, the area in between Switzerland and Germany. And he's explaining... We have it on good intelligence that the Nazis are very close to achieving 
their own atomic super weapon. We have to deter this at any cost. A few months ago in Norway, a team broke into a facility there, was able to destroy a large amount of heavy water, which is a crucial ingredient needed to make nuclear weapons. But apparently this facility is up and running. We've just learned about it. We need you two to break in there, figure out what you can, but your main objective is to disable this plant and to make sure that the Nazis never achieve an atomic superweapon. Do you have any questions? So me and him, just us, duo, perfect. So your supplies will be dropped off via airdrop in the Alps. You two will have to hike to reach your gear and then ski through a minefield and evade patrols to reach the facility. Once you're there, you have some bombs in your arsenal that you can use to destroy the facility. And then you haul ass out of there and we come and pick you up. Do we have to worry about any innocents? Or are they all unfriendlies? The facility itself is situated on a lake, uh, a glacier lake high up in the Alps. There is a village within a few miles, but it should not be within a blast radius if this is done correctly. So it would be best to not trigger any explosions. Staring daggers at Gwen. <laughs> Excuse you. I'm pretty sure the last explosion... Nope, you're right. I did do that one. Take that back. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, do y'all have any, any other questions for Hives or... Uh, any other banter between each other? We're, we're skiing in through a minefield. Are we getting airdropped in? Uh, no, you will have to hike up the Alps to get to this gear that is being airdropped up in the Alps so that you can then like change into like a winter coat, grab the bombs, any weapons you need, and then ski your way down the slopes to where this facility is. Hopefully we get our coats before we climb up a mountain. <laughs> well, yes. <laughs> I'm just I'm picture I'm picturing Inception, the scene in the dream with the mountain and the sage. Oh yeah, that's all I can picture. That is a good that is a good frame of reference. There we go. That, but 1940s. Agreed. Yes. All right, plenty of time for us to get to know each other better. Wonderful. Aw, I knew you'd be excited. Well. And after we see that audible sigh written in a text bubble, we turn the page and we say uh, the yellow box says about a week later in Alpine, Germany. And we see, uh, well, actually, I guess, uh, where, where do we find the two of you in this mission? Have you found the supplies? Are you still hiking? Uh, what, what's going on with you two? 
picture us near the end of the hike. Yeah. But we're all we're all done up in winter gear. She's got the old school furry earmuffs kind of thing <laughs> she's wearing. Like the um, Oshinka hat. Mm-hmm. With the hair. What are those little what are the little muff things that they put on their hands where she just sticks her hands in those? I don't know what those are called. I hand, hand Big warmer? mittens. <laughs> They're not hand mittens. Muffs. It's like a fur it's like a fur tube <laughs> that you put your hands in. <laughs> um but yeah, that's what she's wearing and she is I want to say she's leading the charge. She's trying to stay ahead of him. Okay. He's got kind of a heavier, um, a heavier jumpsuit with a hood and fur-lined hood. Um, and he has, like, these attachments on the bottom of his, his burst boots that have, like, snowshoe-style attachments. I like it. And so as y'all are y'all are nearing the drop uh, that was left for you, uh, is there any conversation going on, or are you just hiking in silence? Uh, she's visibly, like, her teeth are chattering. She's, I always thought my first trip to the Alps would be on a honeymoon. <sighs> I never thought I would see the Alps. Seem like the kind of guy that would have family trips to go skiing all the time. No, my family was not well off. Hey, look, something we have in common. Interesting. Hurry up, my toes are about to freeze off. <laughs> Before we enter this dangerous zone, perhaps you would like to enlighten me as to why you were in my lab. We start with what the hell you were working on. I was working on a source of nuclear energy. Something to power cities. Larger. For who? For America. For the government. I'm not sure. I believe that necessarily. I mean, you have to understand. I went in there under false pretenses, and while the accident was mostly my fault, I will gladly admit that. What you were doing was not safe, obviously. I mean, look at the results. It would have been safe if the machinery had not been tampered with. I will, I, I will say that if it wasn't for me, that probably would not have happened. Having said that... I still think you need to own up for the damage that you caused. My experiments would have been harmless. There was no reason that anything could have gone wrong with that project. Somebody messed with it. Wow, you really are an arrogant ass. <laughs> I don't make mistakes. Right, okay. No, me neither. <laughs> well, not that it's any of your business. I was there 
to gain information. I did not know what about. And obviously I regret that now because the people I was trying to help were not good people. Well, I suggest you surround yourself with better friends. No shit. She just keeps walking. And he also continues to walk. <laughs> Perfect. Uh, and then we uh, have a panel of you finding these two just huge, uh, for lack of a better term, better term, like military duffel bags that were flown over the Alps and just shoved out the side and just left here. Uh, so there's a bit of like snow accumulation on top. There's grooves where they kind of slid a little down. Um, but you open it up, you find a uh, skiing gear. You find the, I don't know what ski things are called, but you find the sticks that you ski with and <laughs> ski other poles. sticks that you put on your feet. Poles, ski poles. Thank ski you. Ski poles and skis. That very That's technical what they're called. Let's. <laughs> Let's take a little while and describe these ski poles. So here's what they look like. Uh, They're very well-drawn ski poles. And then we have a scene of you, like, changing into your your ski gear. Um, What do you want to describe what the ski gear looks like? Is there any sort of modifications or customizations? Or is it just, like, white? What does it look like? I know mine is... just came with a holster for my little gun that is now strapped to my thigh um and I give him the bombs to put on his utility belt and it is all white for me at least I know that much he just kind of drops out of the the jumpsuit he's in has the lighter jumpsuit underneath it of course uh and pulls on an all white um uh, ski outfit with the hood, go- uh, big goggles, uh, which cover his existing goggles, <laughs> and uh, and kind of just like uh, uh, whatever it's called. Um, I don't remember what it's called. Whatever the face piece is, just like a face covering. Uh, a ski mask, Occam. No, because that's what pulls down all over <laughs> your head. It's not a ski mask. Anyways, yeah. Oh, sorry. I thought everything just went with ski in front of it. I, I don't know. Ski oh, okay. Things. Gotcha. No. Um, I mean, that's legit. He, but yeah. But <laughs> he just puts a mask. Yeah, a ski mask is a thing. But yes. Um. So he pulls that on. He clicks out of the snowshoes and just like steps down onto the onto the the skis and and his boots click into those, uh, and he's good to go. Did we have any um, schematics about the minefield? Do we remember how far it is? Historical fact time with David. Uh, So the actual Norwegian agents that destroyed this heavy water plant in 1943 had to ski 250 miles to reach this plant. Jeez. Isn't that crazy? And like all the while they had to be like dodging mines and like dodging patrols through the the Norwegian mountains. How long did it take them? Here's the thing. They were probably going at a slower pace. We're going to blaze through and set off as many mines as possible. <laughs> this is very true. This is very true. <laughs> yeah. So uh, to answer your question, Christy, uh, lots, lots of distance. Great, great. Um, but thankfully, we don't have to role play all those miles. We can just solve it with one roll. <laughs> so uh, as you are getting closer to 
of the plant. You're getting closer to where these mines are. We have some panels of you, like, skiing down the slopes and going around these huge boulders and ice caps. Um, and you're getting closer. And so I believe we need to make a take the risk. Or, sorry, take a risk. So go ahead and roll 2d6 with maneuver. Great. 2d6 oh. plus 1. Ooh, okay. I did okay. not expect to roll that good. I rolled an 11. Wow. I had a 7. Um, a 7. But I'm going to burn a bond with him Ooh. to push it up to make sure. Okay. So you're going to push it up to a success. So step your bond clock forward with Dr. Fusion. Um, and uh, what what happens? What is going to like help you succeed, but also put stress on your relationship? So I envision we're getting closer and I notice a divot in the snow that obviously from our many, many miles of terrain that we've crossed signifies a mine. And it's close to me, so I quickly turn my skis towards him, knocking him off balance. Mm. Yeah, like cutting mm -hmm. right in front of me or something. Mm-hmm, mm. exactly. Mm -hmm. I dig it. <clears throat> I like it. I dig that. Yeah, you, you cut him off. Uh, like, maybe some, like, snow flies up in his face and on his goggles. Uh, Dr. Fusion, do you retort or reply? What's where you're going? I won't blow up my ass just to save yours. <laughs> she says as she's skiing away. <laughs> <laughs> I won't do it just to save you. The word bubbles are getting smaller and smaller. <laughs> I love it. Um, okay, so skiing past all these mines. Um, excellent. You have evaded my mind trap. My mind puzzle. You have evaded me. <laughs> um, okay, so you can uh, you can see there is this um, this glacier lake, this huge, uh, just smooth as ice lake. Uh, it's not iced over though; it's still you know full water, and you see uh, like the illumination of this concrete building that has just been jammed into the side of this beautiful scene. You see all these pipes and machinery going into the water here. You see some steam coming out of where the pipes are meeting the water. Uh, and you know that is the nuclear plant that you are looking for. Um, you are on the other side of the lake. And from your vantage point, uh, you see some uh, snow plows. Did snow? Did snow? Did snow? Not snowplows. What are they called? Did snowmobiles? Snowmobiles. Snowcats. I'm sure they had a primitive. I think they did. Version. Snowcats. It, honestly, sure I, it, I, I there's no way so. they couldn't. They have. had motorcycles, so why not? Yeah. Oh hell, these things are janky as hell. Let oh me yeah, just I'm sure. Save this image. They, they real still quick. would have been jumping those bad boys. <laughs> Snowmobiles sound so cool, but I was also th like, I was gonna suggest maybe we had like diving gear in our duffel bags too. Ooh, <laughs> either I, way would I be like cool. This. this is a good idea, but I'm gonna send you 
a picture of this toaster <laughs> that these Nazis are just riding around in. So yes, I need to look see at this the thing, toaster. man. Yes, yes. Look at this janky thing. The turn radius on that is the equivalent of like a school bus. You know, it's just probably. Yeah. I think that I legitimately think, listeners, this is insane. It looks like the Goomba shoe that Mario rides around in, but there's skis on the bottom, and I think there's a fan at the back of it propelling it's a it along. Fan boat on skis. Oh my gosh! <laughs> yes. They're watching out for those snow gators. <laughs> this is a. This is an RF8 powered by an inexpensive automotive engine. Yeah, you don't say. Um, okay, yeah, so you see these janky-ass snowmobiles going around the circumference of the lake, and they're, I mean, they're loud, uh, and they're puttering along. You see two people in each, and they're just patrolling the shores and surrounding mountainous area of this lake. Uh, Occam, you, you suggested that they you have been supplied with diving gear i like this idea um so do you want to what i mean what do you do the way i see it we have two options those will be loud we can take to the water and be quieter that water is really cold how long can we last under there i'd have to come up for air sure Dying in a freaking freezing grave. <laughs> Love it. She immediately starts putting on her wetsuit and diving gear. Do we have oxygen tanks? Like a swim bladder? I, I don't think they would have them. I don't think they would have them. So it would if, be if like, we did, it'd be really small ones, we're like just really gonna have small, to... like tiny d- diving tanks. <laughs> Now we gotta Google yeah. 1940s diving gear. All right, now gear. I gotta Google Are we gonna be in like gear from the 1940. big like, helmet diving gear? Because that's gonna be amazing. Oh, <laughs> yeah, like looking like a Scooby Doo no, villain. I, honestly, I think it's more or less like we're literally just gonna have to be fighting against the elements and hold our I'm breath okay with that too. as best we can, and just hope we get to where we need yeah. to be before I, we I run out of breath. I dig that. Ooh. I like that. Maybe we just have like the 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 little <laughs> whatever it's called. Uh, a ski snorkel, Occam. <laughs> Obviously, snorkel. <laughs> <laughs> Obviously, a ski snorkel. <laughs> a ski snorkel. Um, okay, okay. Let's. Okay, so y'all y'all change. Uh, sorry, y'all just go in right in for. Um, it. as she's putting on her like little flippers on her feet, she steps in the water. I don't think we're going to last very long. How long can you think you hold your breath? He's like walking in just like... (sighs) Under normal circumstances, long enough. But in this water, it's going to be very hard. All right, well... Only Only one way to find out. See you on the other side. And she dives in. Down in the water. Um... I'm so scared for them right now. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I was going to have y'all roll a sneak around to, like, just evade these patrols. But with y'all going, like, into this freezing water and trying to hold your breath, because as, like, the water, the freezing water is, like, contracting your muscles, it's, like, forcing that oxygen out of your lungs. Um, so I was going to have y'all do another roll, but I think this is another take a risk unless y'all 
think it would be something else. I mean, that sounds about right to me. Yeah, I think either way. And this would probably be using... I don't know. I was I was trying to think of something for like physical fortitude, but smash seems a little weird. I mean, well, if you're it's strong, almost like, like a constitution check. Well, yeah, more athletic people can hold their breath for longer, so smash would work. Okay. All right. Well, let's roll two d six with smash. Oh yeah. Um, okay. Oh no. So that's a four. Oh, I'm gonna yeah. burn another bond. Uh, to yeah. wow. seven to nine. I rolled a five. Okay. So I'm gonna also burn a bond. Oh, <laughs> oh man. <laughs> do you do you want to okay. go first and see what you did to me? <laughs> I I think that at at certain point we both just like start to struggle for breath. And go up to get air and just smash into each other as we're coming up for air. Yeah, there's there's a little um, box of me just trying to like climb my way up his body. Like we do the panic drowning motions of just trying to hold on to each other. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Perfect. Okay. So burning those bonds gives you a seven through nine. Uh, so you do it, but you do it imperfectly. I'm going to offer you a hard choice, uh, or unexpected consequences, rather, and you can either accept these consequences or you can mark one stress. So, unexpected consequences. Um, ooh. Ooh. I don't like that. I got it. it. Uh... <laughs> Dr. Fusion, in this scramble to get up, you lose the bombs, and they sink to the bottom of this lake. Do you accept this, or do you mark one stress? I accept it. Okay. Those bombs, and we just see, like, a couple of panels of those bombs just disappearing, getting smaller and smaller, receding into the blackness. Um, Geiger Gwyn... <laughs> what unexpected consequences could I offer you? Um, I thought about making you lose your gun. Um, but the, and that's really all that's coming to my mind um, right now. How about I gain the attention of a guard that's close? Because we broke through the water surface and gasping for air. Oh, I, we can do that. I, I had thought about having you like seen by a guard so maybe there's like a lake that. patrol so, on a boat Ooh, a ski boat, <laughs> a ski boat. yes a ski <laughs> boat <laughs> uh how many times are we gonna make that joke um am i, I don't know david it's you y'all aren't making it <laughs> uh yeah i i like that i like um like one of the little blow up rafts um yeah and they you you splash up with a big gasp of word bubble uh and what what do you say um as soon as i see them and i hear they're speaking german and they have a spotlight as it's turning towards me um dr fusion sees me turn to him real quick and be like uh you gotta do what you gotta do and i shove him back down 
real fast. And I'm just like, I start waving to the guards. I can't swim! I can't swim! <laughs> <laughs> Hello friends and welcome to the mid-roll section of Season 1, Episode 7 of Tales to Inspire. I'm your host, David White. And to all of our United States listeners, Happy Labor Day. You know, the very important day where we all get together and we celebrate... Um... Well, you know, it's it's a time where there used to be this... Um... Well, and then, and then before there... But after there was, uh... Ah, uh, whatever. Happy Labor Day to anyone who actually knows what Labor Day is celebrating, or to anyone who just has a day off from work. We have a little bit of housekeeping stuff to take care of before we get back to the episode. Uh, and as you know, we are a show uh, where we make all of our money off of Patreon. Uh, and as is kind of the life cycle of Patreon-supported shows... We have fallen below one of our goals. We have fallen below our $400 a month goal. Uh, and that goal uh, makes it able for me to pay our performers for the amazing work that they do on our shows. Uh, and right now, we're about $50 away from reaching that goal. So uh, if you enjoy this show and you like listening to it and you like these people and you want to support them, uh, please go to our Patreon, click the link in the show notes below, and go give any amount. We are not asking you to give us, you know, $30, $20, $50 a month. Uh, any amount will help. $5, $1, $2, $10, anything that won't break your bank, but will, combined with the effort of everybody else, uh, make our show better. Uh, so please, if you like this show, go support us on Patreon. However, if you uh, don't really have the funds and the budget to support us consistently every month, perhaps you would like to support us through our merch store. We have a merch store at misconceptionspod.com slash shop. Uh, you can go there and you can shop some different items, some different misconceptions items, some different sins of the father items, and some cool tales to inspire items there is a certain trucker hat that looks a, a very nice might i add and there is also a t-shirt with the tales to inspire logo and uh keep your eyes tuned there can you tune your eyes you like tune your radio but can you keep your eyes tuned i don't know keep your eyes tuned to our shop because uh we're going to be adding some more tales to inspire stuff hopefully soon so keep your eyes there uh hey and you know i mentioned patreon we had an amazing patron come through uh since last episode april parlet is it parlet or parlay or parlay uh but april thank you so much for your outstanding and very generous support of our network uh i hope you enjoy all the goodies that you're going to be getting for the level that you are supporting us at uh, and just know that money is going to help make a difference and help us pay some of our performers for their work. I said some of our performers, all of our performers. I'm not being selective. 
but you know who you are and you know what you did and you'll never get paid uh hey that's it for this show notes let's go ahead and get back to this episode see the the word bubbles coming up from this raft as it starts to speed over towards you uh just uh freeze freeze do not move and we see the little asterisk beside it and then the yellow box in the corner that says translated from german it's really cold get me out get me out (laughs) and uh there are three people in this raft and they forcibly grab you and drag you out of the water and of course that arctic uh, alpine air just hits your soaking wet skin suit uh, and just is even colder and you look and you can see the swatsuka emblazoned on their their uniform they two of them point the guns at you and again shouting in german explain yourself why are you here i got lost i was on my honeymoon i was skiing Things went bad, real bad. I'm pretty sure my husband left me behind. Can you boys just take me somewhere warm? They look at each other. Meanwhile. <laughs> yeah, oh and then we go to another panel. <laughs> uh, meanwhile, Dr. Fusion is under the boat with just his, his hands against the bottom of the boat and is kind of guiding himself around and pulling himself up on the back side of it. And you just see this this silhouette of his head breaching the water and reaching over the top of the boat. And then he's going to... I would like to use my fusion fist to blow a hole in the boat. Ooh. Okay. Um, let's do a seize control uh, okay. and roll... Let's roll with smash, definitely. Yep. <clears throat> Okay, that is going to be a 9 plus 1 is 10. Nice. Perfect. So you do it. So describe for us how you sink this blow-up raft. So yeah, you just you don't even see like it's just a black shadow of Dr. Fusion and as he comes up you you just see his his goggles over the boat with the glint of light in them and then the next panel is just this blast of water spraying up into the boat as the the side of it just is obliterated. (laughs) Yeah, and we see these three guys, or these three Nazis, fall into the water, just screaming, Ah! Uh, As that that happens, Geiger Gwen is just like, Oh, you guys are going to be real cold. And um, (laughs) in the boat, are there any uh, guns? Because I'm assuming they have more than my pistol, so I just need something bigger. Yes. Okay, so I grab one of those, and then I assume we still have to get this done, so I'm going to dive right back in and just um, try to drag a couple of them down with me. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So So you are trying to drag them down into the water? Yep. Okay, okay. Okay. Um, this is my favorite movie sequence of all time. This is real good. 
This is real good. Yeah. I'm glad so, we're doing this episode. Uh, you, you two have not done a combat exchange yet. So here is how combat exchanges work. Um, so you are going to get a choice, and you can flip over to your uh, combat combat moves section. Um, but you have three approaches that you can choose from. You can choose uh, defend and maneuver, advance and attack, or evade and observe. Um, and then you will roll as appropriate uh well actually first i will choose what the npcs do in private in secret um and then you two can discuss decide what you want to do and then you can announce what you want your approach to be and then uh the comment exchange will go with uh defend and maneuver going first advance and attack going second and evade and observe going third and so depending on which you pick you're going to roll something uh roll to protect with defend and maneuver roll plus smash with advance and attack and roll plus investigate with evade and observe and if you roll a seven through nine you will get to choose one of these uh basic techniques in each category if you roll a 10 plus you get to choose two of them um but yeah so do do you have any questions so far about combat exchanges I have every faith that you will let us know as we go. Okay. Uh, so let me go ahead and choose what I'm going to do. Um, okay. I know what the, the Nazis are going to do. So what what do y'all want to do? What are you going to do? Doc, did you want to go first? Oh, I mean, I guess Occam. I'm not in the. I'm not in the book. Going, hey Doc, you wanna? No, you're fine. <laughs> um, I would like to evade and observe. Okay, evade and observe. Uh, what is Geiger Gwen gonna do? She is going to advance and attack. Advance and attack. Okay. Uh, so now I will reveal. Uh, what the soldiers were going to do. They're going to evade and observe. So up first, defend and maneuver. Nobody picked it. And then advance and attack. Geiger Gwen, that's you. So please roll plus smash. Oh my goodness. That's a six. A six. Okay, so unfortunately you're not going to succeed unless you burn another bond with Dr. Well, Fusion. I was going to say, is that possible? Because I'm not... Uh, yep, nope, I'm going to burn the bond. Okay. I mean, if you can make it make narrative sense, this this game is all about narrative power. I mean, you could just be pissed at me for this happening. Like, I don't know. Well, <laughs> she's, she's holding a grudge right now, so it makes sense to me to just keep it going. Um... <laughs> Even if the grudge doesn't make sense, she's just, she's that kind of female at the moment. Um, so what I see happening is she was trying to get a hold of one of them from behind, kind of put him in a chokehold. And as I'm doing that, I can see the other guy is free to pull his gun or whatever on Dr. Fusion. Would that work? Or do I have to do something specific to Dr. Fusion? Right. Sure, sure, sure. So, like, 
Dr. Fusion would have believed, oh, he, she has those two, so I can turn my attention to this one, but lo and behold, Geiger Gwen only gets one of them, leaving him, like, unprotected from yep. behind. That's, that's what I picture. Okay. Uh, yeah, okay, sure. So, uh, I think you said you wanted to choose the strike technique? Yes. Okay, so uh, you strike a foe within reach and forcing them to mark two stress, mark a condition, or lose an advantage, their choice. Or you could choose to mark a stress and you could choose, like force them to take two stress or inflict a condition. All right, yep, so I'll take the one stress and then he's just, go to sleep. Yeah, uh, yeah, you, you chokehold this dude in a freezing lake. Uh, and you kill him. <laughs> this is brutal. Oh my um, gosh. Okay. I'll never let go, Jack. Oh. <laughs> That's not the right time, but it's still. <laughs> yeah. uh, and then it goes to evade and observe, and uh, heroes go before NPCs. So, Dr. Fusion, go ahead and roll plus investigate. That's eight plus two, ten. Wow. All right, so you get to choose two. Uh, seize his position, bolster or hinder, or catch your breath. I can choose two? You get to choose two because you rolled a ten plus. Can I choose the same one twice and target a different character with each one? Uh, No, it does have to be a different one. Okay. I choose... To hinder one of them by any time they try to get up to catch a breath, I'm there and I'm in their way. Okay, so you're stopping them from getting up. And I, um, I'm using, I'd like to, like, narratively, I'm using my kind of burst dash ability, and it's just enough of a propulsion, that little bit of uh, shock of movement pushes me in through the water just a little bit so that I'm moving much uh, mm. faster than they are. Yeah, how does it look with these operating underwater? Because we've only seen them work on solid ground so far. So, normally they they just kind of, there's like a, a piston almost that just kind of shoots out to burst my, uh, to push me along. Um, so underwater, what that's doing is just very quickly doing it, and then there's, like, the, just enough of, like, a, a pocket of air almost as the water is dispersed, and it just propels, pushes mm. me forward as it closes back in. Okay, I like that. Um, and so as Bolster and Hinder, you get to choose an appropriate status on them? I mean, Doomed works. Yeah, they're doomed. You're in grave danger. Mark one stress every few seconds or each action scene until you free yourself. Uh, I like that. I like that. Okay, okay. Um, so, you get one more. So, you're both, you're hindering them yes. uh, by blocking their, their way. And I will seize a position alongside that of just being in an advantageous position of closer to the surface, I guess. Okay. Um, all right, and then it is their turn, and they are also choosing to evade and observe. Uh, but they were going to—they were going to try to seize a position and get to the surface. But with you actively hindering them, um, 
I'm going to try to, I'm, I'm, they're still going to try to seize a position. They're still going to try to get to the surface. Uh, so they're going to try to swim past you. Okay. Uh, however, Dr. Fusion, you can mark one stress to block them. Do I have to wait to see if they succeed or not? Or do they just do it if I don't? How does this work? Uh, yeah, they, they just do it if you don't. Okay. I will go ahead and mark one stress then to prevent that. Okay, so they are still... Describe for us, how do you block them getting up? So they start just kind of dodge, dodge, like, get around me, and uh, he's just back and forth. Just You just see his body shifting side to side wherever they try to go. Perfect. Um, and then that combat exchange ends. Uh, so the way combat exchanges work is it's like a brief uh, action-packed moment where they clash and fight with each other, and then they kind of break apart, and, you know, they could have lines of dialogue, they could retreat, uh, you could do other moves that aren't combat moves. Uh, okay. Otherwise, you can go right back into a combat exchange. So we have this this tussle in the water, uh, Geiger Gwen's choking out one, Dr. Fusion's darting back and forth like an atomic-propelled fish, keeping these Nazis drowning. Um, do, do we go into the other combat exchange? No, it's not their Nazis. Uh, <laughs> You're uh, right. Do we go into another combat exchange, or do y'all do a different move? There's only one guard left? Uh, there are still two. Okay. Can I roll to influence someone and put my little pistol to the head of one guard? And be like, stop or he dies, kind of thing. Uh, you are still underwater. Ooh. Uh, you just, you describe yourself as being underwater and still choking out that, that oh, guard. Oh, that's right. Okay, never mind. If Indiana Jones taught me anything, it's that wet guns don't work. True. Yeah. True. <laughs> no, I guess it's gotta be combat again. I can't think of anything else that she would be. Yeah. She's still underwater, okay. so I'm gonna have to go back up for another breath regardless. Yeah. <laughs> some yep. point yeah uh Occam, going back into combat exchange yeah all right uh okay so new combat exchange i will choose what they will do um all right i have what they're doing uh what are y'all gonna do evade and observe i will advance and attack then Okay, advance and attack. They are also doing evade and observe, so no defend and maneuver. Uh, going straight to advance and attack. Dr. Fusion, roll plus smash. Seven. It'll work. A seven. It works, it works. Uh, so you get to choose one. Uh, I would like to pressure. Okay. So when you pressure somebody, you can force them uh, to not they cannot use one approach next combat exchange so you could force them yes. to not use evade and observe or you could force them not to use advance attack or defend and maneuver uh, so you could effectively block them from making one of the three choices I'm gonna stop them from evading and observing next round okay and just so you know this would be like the next combat exchange yeah. like they will still get their turn this this combat exchange but it'll be next one that's fine. Okay, so how how do you pressure them? Um, I think I'm dot like bursting between each one, and none of them can get it like can get a moment to even think about getting there, like going anywhere. Yeah. 
yeah, so obviously it's like we there's no way they could get to the surface. They'll have to choose to like do something else. Yep. Okay. I like it. Uh, and then it goes to evade and observe. Geiger Gwyn, please roll plus to investigate. Eight. An eight. All right, choose one. I'm going to seize the position. So as mm-hmm. I come up for breath, I take one of the guards by surprise and again catch him in like a, another chokehold. I don't drag him under. I'm just holding him there. Okay. Not squeezing. It's more like I'm in position to do damage. Okay, so you you just shoot up past him, putting yourself, giving yourself a breath of air, but also putting yourself in a strategic uh, advantage. Yep. Okay. Uh, And then they uh, are still going to try to seize his position to get up past you. Um, Would one of you like to mark stress to block them from getting up there? I will. I've only got one stress right now. I can do it. Okay. Uh, so you mark stress. They are still trapped beneath the water, and because they are still doomed, they mark one stress. We have we have this scene, and then we have like the still lake, of or the still surface of the lake, and then we just see a three bodies float to the surface, and then we see your two heads like come up for air on either side of these three dead corpses floating in the water. <sighs> we need to finish this fast. <sighs> Agreed. Another p- patrol would be out. Where are the bombs? <sighs> At the bottom of the lake. Shit. It's fine. We'll improvise. Um... Just a real quick check. Is there only one way into where we need to go is through the lake or... I mean, obviously not. We don't know. We haven't got there yet. Yeah. Um. I mean, let's make it up as we go. Y'all can describe how you get into the facility. You said that there were, like, pipes leading into the lake, right? Yeah, so there are... Yeah, there are pipes just going into the lake. There's, But it's like... There's steam coming up from the water where this these pipes are meeting the lake. So obviously, like, something thermal okay. is happening there. We need to get there. Now. I can't take much more of this. <sighs> Agreed. And I'm going to just start swimming for the pipes again. Okay. Uh, so you, you reach those pipes. Uh, and you, you kind of duck under the water to find where the pipes uh, go in uh, and as you get closer and closer you feel just like the water, it's it's at first pleasantly warm, you welcome this warmth in this icy cold lake, then it starts to get hotter and hotter and hotter and scalding as you get closer to whatever this is that's being pumped out of the facility is just so hot Geiger Gwen is going to grab Dr. Fusion's hand and, like, bear hug him real quick. And she's going to try to go through the pipes, not through the hot water, and just try to make it to the first opening that's not. She uh, she studied the map. She knows the layout. So she's going to go for the first place she can where they can inside take a breath. All that. Uh, Geiger Gwen, how are you doing that? 
I'm phasing through the walls, bitch. <laughs> She's been watching too much Die Hard. Um, okay, and looking looking at your power profile, you do have phase with someone else listed as a borderline power. So it is yes. difficult for you to do, but you can do it. Uh, yep. And I don't, I don't think you need to roll. I think you just phase. So we see you like phase into the pipe, but then you also start phasing through like this steaming hot liquid that's being pumped into the water. Um, Doctor Fusion, this is a strange sensation. Suddenly, the crushing ice all around you, um, and then that oppressive heat all around you, just like disappears. You, you feel nothing. Uh, as you are slowly being propelled up this water, up this pipe into the facility. Um, and I think you, you come through and I think there's like, we see the inside of the facility and like, there's one of those cylinders with the big metal, uh, valves that you like have to turn to open. Uh, but we just see you two like phase through that metal and then collapse onto this metal scaffolding that is yep, there. immediately fall down. Yeah. Uh, and we see, like, steam rising off of your bodies as your molecules, like, reconstitute themselves. You're welcome. That was pretty good. And as the two of you are standing there, kind of in the shadowy corner of the facility, you look up and you see the center of these operations. You see all these workbenches. You see people in lab coats, goggles. You see huge pieces of machinery. Geiger Gwyn, you feel something familiar about this space as you look at it. But Dr. Fusion, as you look at this space, you see your life's work transplanted here in the middle of the Alps covered in Nazi swastikas being run by Nazi scientists how did your facility get to the Alps but before you can even really think about that or comprehend it you see the center of all these machines are hooked up to this cylindrical object like a huge 12-foot-long ballistic missile made of this strange metal alloy with a tip at the end and these three red fins coming off the bottom of it. You see scratch marks deep gouged into this rocket as if it crash-landed somewhere. You see that the middle of this rocket has been picked apart and you see this glowing energy source inside, and all these valves and conduits are hooked up, siphoning this energy from this strange rocket. And the two of you stare at that, and we see this huge splash page of everything that I just described, and then in the bottom corner of the page, we see the words, to be continued. Ugh. End of episode nice thanks for listening to this week's episode of tales to inspire we'll be back with our next episode on september 19th if you have social media you can find us on facebook and twitter 
Like and follow us at Misconceptions Pod for up-to-date information about the show, behind-the-scenes pictures, and just to show us your general positive feelings about the show. We also have a Discord. You can click the link below to join our Discord so that you can chat with other friends of the show and chat with other cast members directly. We also have an email. If you'd like to contact us that way, you can email us at misconceptionspod at gmail.com. This show is fully supported by the generous monthly donations of our patrons on Patreon. If you'd like to join that elite group of supporters and gain access to exclusive content, please consider joining our Patreon. The Tells to Inspire theme song was composed by Esteban Del Pino. You can find out more about his music on fiverr.com slash iam underscore w-a-k-e. Geiger Gwyn was played by Christy Scheidemantel, who can be found at Polish Christy on Twitter. Dr. Fusion was played by Occam Razor, who can be found at Occam Sockam Robo on Twitter. And I'm David White, your editor-in-chief. You can find me at Mr. Banana Socks on Twitter. The role-playing game system used in this production was a modified version of the Worlds in Peril role-playing game by Sam Joko Publishing, featuring elements from the Avatar Legends role-playing game and Masks A New Generation role-playing game, both by Magpie Games. Tales to Inspire is a product of the Misconceptions Podcast Network. Find out more about our other shows and buy cool merch at misconceptionspod.com. And that's it for this week's episode of Tales to Inspire. Thank you so much for listening, and keep it nerdy, y'all. so good that was so good i loved it that was awesome that yeah that legit is a show i i will watch or a book i will read that is awesome